We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more again, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Hey, welcome. You clicked play. You're listening to the Live It Full podcast. And I'm Richard in the studio today. This week, I wanted to share some thoughts with you that I had. I saw a quote. So we're going to talk a little bit about the devil. But first, if you like the podcast, if you listen to us a bunch, if this is your first or your 80th episode that you've listened with us, Go to Apple, leave us a five-star review. Go follow us on Facebook. Go join our group, Live It Full, the community. You can find all of our social media, all of our merchandise, anything you could want from us, our blog post, our podcast at liveitfull.com. Now that we got a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, I wanted to talk a little bit about the devil, Satan, the adversary. Um, There's a lot of words for him. The evil one. I mean, you go through Hebrew, Aramaic, go through the Bible, um, Lucifer. And it's interesting, and I don't want to get into a theology thing here today and really dive too deep into it, but I want to talk a little bit about just a couple thoughts I had rumbling around my head this week. Um, We have this image of what the devil is, and maybe some of it's from pop culture in the West, maybe some of it's from Dante and his, I guess it'd be an epic poem, potentially, novel, um, Dante's Inferno. We have this idea of what hell is, and we have this idea of what the devil is. And maybe it's proper as we come up on Halloween, not necessarily a Christian holiday, but to talk about the evil one, the adversary, and how that plays a role in our life. Because I see some people say, not today, Satan, not today responding to problems in their life that they ultimately probably caused. Um, Sorry, Karen, Satan's not in your copier, not in your printer. Saw that once with somebody, not named Karen, but names have been changed to protect the innocent. But I saw a quote this week that made me, you know, got the wheels, the grease started turning in my my gears. And it, it said the enemy didn't tempt Adam and Eve to murder, steal, or tell a lie. He tempted them to question the word of God. His tactics haven't changed. So that's what I want to talk about. I mean, when we're talking about sin, when we're talking about bad things, when we're talking about a being that is in control of the world based on what you know we hear in, in the New Testament saying that he has dominion over the nations and that he was able to tempt Jesus and Jesus told him, no, get away from me. I don't, I don't need you. He obviously had some power there. But I also worry about where do we get all of our information based on what we think? Is there a little dude running around with the horns and the you know that whole thing, uh, red pitchfork? Because that's like this connotation we have, and maybe some of this from Milton and Paradise Lost. Um, and so I think it would be cool if anybody wants to comment, share, send me information if they know the th- the more of the theology side of some of that. Um, I've I've done my own research, but I'm by no means a Old Testament or New Testament scholar. Um, just a guy who's got the internet and a bunch of books in his library. Um, but I think it's interesting that that thought, and I don't think I had thought about it before that, you know, 
he didn't go tell Eve, you should do this. It's bad. You should murder somebody. You should lie. You should steal. He tempted her by making her question the word of God. I'll say that again for those of you in the back that may not have heard it. The quote is, the enemy didn't tempt Adam and Eve to murder, steal, or tell a lie. He tempted them to question the word of God. His tactics have not changed. The world has us question the word of God. It's antiquated. It's hogwash. It's made up. It's not relevant anymore. See, the world isn't telling us to do these things, to murder, steal, or lie. They're not telling us not to honor our parents or to covet our neighbor's wife, don't commit adultery. They don't tell us. The world's not telling us not to do those things. What they tell us is question the word of God. Sure, all those things are fine. I'm not going to tell you to do them. I'm just going to tell you, like, why do you believe that? It's okay to sin. It's okay to do these things that God tells us not to. Why does God tell us not to? I don't think it's for his own amusement. He doesn't need us to do certain things. It's for us. It's kind of like God doesn't need our prayers. We need our prayers. Because when we don't have a solid prayer life, we fill it with anxiety and dread and fear. But when we fill our minds with prayer and thanksgiving and gratitude, you don't have room for those other emotions. The world's not telling us not to do these things. They're telling us to question God. Question the Word of God. And that's kind of scary. You know, nothing's changed there. In 2,000 years, nothing's changed. And I think the other part of this that I wanted to talk about, I'd always heard, you know, belief isn't enough, right? The devil believes in God. He knows he's there, but does he believe the whole story? Does he believe Revelation is going to happen differently? Because I'd think like if you'd read that, you'd know how it ends. Like maybe just throw up your hands and say, I'm not doing it. He obviously has a different belief, but he knows God's real. And see, I don't think that the enemy wants us to not believe in God because that's a losing battle because I think most people inherently believe in some sort of creator. You can talk to people who say they're agnostic or even an atheist, but you want to tell me that the most complicated machine on the planet, the human body with all of our parts integrated our systems, the synapses that fire on electricity weren't divinely inspired and created. I mean, I know people who don't have faith in Jesus that can say, I believe we have a creator. I believe there's a divine power. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a uh, big bang. You know, something started it all. So see, God, God to us is real. Those of us that have faith and we know the story. But there are people out there who they, they know, they, they think that there's a creator out there, but they may not believe that Jesus Christ was the son of, son of God who died for our sins. And so I don't think the devil ever tries to tell us not to believe in God. 
He tells us that it's okay to wait. You can put that off for tomorrow. Oh, you don't need to go to church. It's fine. You believe. You don't need to store up any of those works. You believe. That's enough. I think that's how the world works. They don't outwardly tell us not to do things. They just tell us to question it or to wait. And so I think that the enemy tells us it's okay to wait. It's okay to wait to pray. It's okay to wait to thank God. It's okay to wait to get down on those knees and ask for forgiveness until there's a day that there's no more time. See, the world doesn't always put value on that. And so I think that that's part of it. And I think it's really easy to fall in this trap of procrastination, of there will always be more time, there will always be more opportunities, because someday there won't be. Someday you will look back and realize that those days are gone. And I didn't have that opportunity. You're going to look back and be like, man, they, it's not that I denied or not that I did anything inherently wrong. I just questioned it. And maybe sometimes it's not an outward, I question it. It's a, I didn't do the right things or I said that it could wait. I think that's hard. I mean, I'm not saying I got any answers to it, but I think it's interesting. And I also think that there is a physical, real enemy out there. But I also think that some of it's in us. And so when you look at other cultures, when you look at Judaism, when you look at, um, I mean, I'm going to use a book written by a Jewish man um, who studied Jewish mysticism, but um, oh, I can't even think of his name, but wrote Lord of the Flies. Maybe Pearl? Last name is Pearl? That's under it. Um, Lord of the Flies, though. So the kids get stranded on an island, for those of you who haven't re- read it, um, Tropical Island. They get into two different kind of packs and they kind of lose their minds, but they think there's a beast on the island. Well, the beast wasn't real, but the beast was within them all. Some of them went totally savage. And I think part of the point of the book is that the, the beast isn't real, that the beast isn't all of us. And do we feed it? Do we give it, give it nutrition and I've heard an old Cherokee saying our story that went the same way with there's two wolves inside of us, a good one and a bad one. The one that grows is the one that you feed. And I do think there is incredible truth to that. But I also think there is a, you know, God says there's an adversary out there who is going to bring temptation and strife into our lives. So I think that the big thing from this, if you get anything else out of it, is The enemy doesn't work in daylight. The enemy doesn't work in situations where everything is apparent. The enemy's not going to be forthright. The enemy's not going to be very direct. The enemy's going to tempt you to question things. The enemy's going to tempt you to say that it's okay to do it tomorrow. He's not going to tell you, don't believe in God. Don't believe in Jesus. He's going to say, it's okay if you put that off. Or why does that make sense? You should, you can live together before marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. You're getting married, right? 
or any other multitude of sin. Because see, we as humans, we take defense when somebody tells us we're sinning, right? We, we don't always look on that right, because my sin's my sin, your sin's worse, right? The enemy's smart. He's not going to come up to you and get you defensive and tell you you're a sinner. Might as well just give up. He's going to tell you it's okay to question God. It's okay to sin. You're just like everyone else. We're all fallen. Before you know it, you're not just questioning the word of God. You're outright denying it or ignoring it. That's how he works. Best advice that I can give you if you're struggling right now, if you're going through something that's hard, which we all at times are, get into the word. Go to God. Read a psalm. David wrote some beautiful ones, and he was singing them to God. They talk a lot about protection. Talk a lot about salvation and deliverance from evil. You can do this. You can get through that. I hope you liked this podcast. I hope you listened to all of it. And if uh, you got something out of it, good. Let us know. Shoot us an email at info at liveitfull.com. Go to liveitfull.com. Check out all of our stuff. We do appreciate it. We hope that you continue to live it full. God bless and have a great week. listen to this entire episode that means you gained some type of value so make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of living for living everyday life with a purpose living everyday life with a purpose make sure you embrace every single day and we'll see you next time on the living full podcast